This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm your other host, Lance Wackerly. Welcome back from Michigan. Yeah, what's up there, Wackerly? Yeah, I just got back from uh, freezing my fucking matzo balls off in Michigan. I swear to God, dude. It's been about... I made a vow about six years ago that I would never return to Michigan, to the Midwest, in the middle of winter or the middle of summer. Yeah, why did you fall go back or spring. The, Why did you go back in the middle of winter? Because it was my birthday last week, and my <laughs> buddy... reason not to go. Well, it was one of my uh, buddies from uh, college. It's his birthday, like a few days afterwards, uh, a Friday, and so he flew me out there to come hang out with uh, his family, which uh, made me realize that I really need to get a vasectomy soon. <laughs> Yeah, dude. He has like a two-year-old and a four-year-old. I don't know. When's the last time you like had to live for two days surrounded by infants? Uh, I don't spend toddlers. Ho- I don't spend the holidays with my mom and her un- uncle or my uncles, her brothers. They all have little kids, but I don't do that anymore. So it's been a while. Dude, I couldn't take it. I couldn't take it. And what was really funny is when I went there, I bought them uh, gifts because you have to buy little kids gifts. So I bought the little boy this like really loud. Or they loud... just attack you. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, dude. They, they even were like saying. Like children of the corn. Well, before I went there, like the one kid, Damien or whatever his name was, was like, you know, is he bringing us a gift? Because I better have a gift. And it was just like, all right, dude, I'll go get you something. So I went to the Meyer. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, it's a great store in the Midwest. has everything. And I bought this little toy chainsaw that was so loud. I mean, this thing, like, seriously, you pressed a button, it was so loud. And then I bought, like, a little keyboard for the girl. And, uh, yeah, it, you could tell my buddy was just like, dude, why? Why did you have to get toys that make noise? Yeah, parents hate that. Yeah, I realized after uh, sleeping on their living room couch right. for two days, just heard the sound I hated over too. and over again. Dude, the, the, the keyboard just kept playing jingle bells over and over and over again. And that girl would just walk around with it. I was just kind of like, where's the chainsaw? <laughs> the but real yeah, chainsaw in the garage. Put it this way. I told him my flight left at 1 o'clock so I could get to the airport by 11. My flight didn't leave till 7.30. But I would rather sit for six and a half hours at the airport than have to be around children. So, yeah, I was uh, genuinely relieved to return to Oakland. But sometimes you go to the airport and then you're still around children, so that could have backfired horribly. Yeah, but, you know, I guess dude, you could just move away quickly. I would have just walked away. It was just nice just to sit there and read and, yeah, not to have to deal with, like, fucking screaming four-year-olds. Well, you can never have a vasectomy too early, but you can have a vasectomy too late. Dude, I'm, I'm seriously, that I'm mind. getting my tubes tied tomorrow. <laughs> That's my plan. Dude, I'll do it. We have clothespins in here, right? <laughs> Dude, I, I don't want you touching my balls. I'm sorry. So uh, this is uh, Podcast 55 here of Sick and Wrong. And uh, Wackerly brought a pretty interesting subject here to my attention that, you know, dude, I really had no thought of this. I had no preconceived notion of this whatsoever, no knowledge of this at all before you brought this to my attention. And seriously, I think it's indicative of what's wrong with this country. Yeah, th- I found the story and it wasn't really sick, so I didn't want to. I didn't want it to be my entry for the week because I knew I'd get trounced by you know some guy getting you know anally raped with a chainsaw or something or a child a children's chainsaw toy. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't want to use this as my submission. But you know what you need but to I mention to bring wackily, it up. is where you found this article. <laughs> I don't know where I found it, but it's from Glamour. Dude, you were reading Glamour magazine, you pedophile. Pedophile? They're grown Dude, women. They're not. Aren't they like 17 or 15? No, Glamour is like uh, a poor, a trailer trash Vogue. 
Well, dude, don't find my crusty, wrinkled version of a Cosmo girl in my room. <laughs> Pages Glamour. are all stuck together. So, yeah. So, like, it goes Vogue and then Cosmo and then Glamour's underneath that. Oh, I thought, I thought Glamour was like a Cosmo girl or something. One of those, like, little teeny magazines. I could be wrong. I have no idea. I just found this in- article on the well, internet. Well, I still think you read teen girl magazines. <laughs> no, I just read the articles on the internet. It turns oh, okay. me on. But well, you've heard it. I mean, you've heard the basic thing, right? Where where kids are being asked to take like virginity uh, pacts or whatever. You yeah, get... well, abstinence. They they yeah. try to preach abstinence, and I know they do this in high schools, definitely in religious schools. So but... that's what the article is about. But it's sort of to the extreme. So so what what's the deal here? What... Um. Well, let me just get this article is about seven pages long, and there's just way too much detail. So we I'm just, just want to do the the highlights. But uh, it says here that Pastor Randy Wilson, an evangelical pastor, I knew this obviously. was a Christian thing. Yeah, Jews would never do this because no, Jews would. like to fuck. <laughs> pastor Randy Wilson uh, strides to the front of uh, one of these things, which they call purity balls. Purity balls? Yeah, they call it a purity ball. They're definitely not referring to mine. <laughs> well, and it's funny because these evangelicals would have no idea that that would be funny to people because they are so pure of mind that they would never think that purity balls is a funny term. So so what is a purity ball? A purity ball is, well, let me get into it because you're going to ruin the whole impact. But Randy, Pastor Randy Wilson gets up at the front of one to the podium. He strides to the front of the room, takes the microphone and asks the men in the room, not boys, men, because these are these girls, these teen girls' fathers. So he asks the fathers, are you ready to war for your daughter's purity? War for your daughter's purity. Yeah, he's using the war in Australia. It's like a verb there, I so guess. So fight for your daughter's virginity? Yeah, war for it. Uh, and I assume they all say, yeah, or else why would you even be at the purity ball? <laughs> Some guy just was that. Ah, no, not really. So, so what happens here? Fathers bring their daughters to these purity balls? Well, it's all part of the evangelical Christian movement. Um, and they go on to say that... Uh, this doesn't describe these purity balls, but in general, they think that about 10% of teen boys and 16% of girls in the United States have signed virginity pledges, which that's like the pact where you, with your parents, you sign some piece of paper, I'm not going to have sex till I'm married, or so, is it 18 or married? Probably married. Probably right? married. But so, so they make them sign packs so yeah. that they won't have premarital sex. 16% of girls in the United States. And 10% signed. of boys? Yeah. But, Dude, what, this is just... This yeah, is insane. No, come on. It's not that insane. Think about it. What they don't go on to say is 98% of those people are just doing it to get their fucking parents off their back, and they go and break it that, that night. Yeah, you know? probably. Well, I don't know, man. These are ev- evangelical families. You know, they probably seriously believe in this shit. <laughs> if you're raised in an evangelical family, it doesn't really make you that much of a holy roller. Yeah, but could you imagine— But it- that's why this article is funny, because these purity balls are that 2% of the 16% who are totally down with this. Who take this seriously. Right. The young women uh, who sign covenants at these parties tend to be devout, homeschooled, and sheltered from popular culture. <laughs> they uh, quote no shit shelter from popular culture. Here's an example of one of these girls who goes to in a, the closet. who goes to a purity ball with her dad, Emily Smith. She's 18, so she's technically an adult. She can go fuck whoever she wants. You know, it has nothing to do with it. But her dad. she signed a covenant with her father. Well, listen to what she says. She's 18 years old. She says, "I made a promise to myself when I was younger to save my first kiss for my wedding day." Jesus, dude, you know you know this girl's got to be hideous. Probably, but you know the picture they have attached to this article. The girl's pretty cute, but although she doesn't look too happy to Dude, be there. I, I picture Carrie. 
Yeah. Remember that Stephen King movie? Yeah, Dirty Pillows. Yeah. But do you really want your, your new bride to be that inexperienced? She's never even kissed a guy? Yeah, but the hole's going to be tight. Too tight. There's yeah, gonna be probably blood would all be over too tight. <laughs> I'm not into that, man. I want no, somebody. I think who, it might be a perfect fit for me. I want somebody who knows their way around a pair of balls. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, dude, could you imagine trying to bed this girl the first time? Yeah, she's just stiff, laying there, crying, but she's probably gonna bleeding. Marry, she's probably That's gonna not my marry idea one, of a good time. But she's probably going to marry one of the purity guys. That's the, uh, you know, that's the mitigating factor. Whatever dude marries this chick, he knows what the fuck he's getting into, and he's probably just as sheltered and fucking creepy as her. But you gotta admit, that's gotta be ripe. Um, purity ball guidelines suggest that the time to, to bring your daughter to a purity ball is when she, just when she's just old enough to have begun menstruating. Although the article go, moves on to say that there were girls as young as 10 there, which, you know, that's before a girl usually starts men- menstruating, I think. They mention a seven-year-old, and they even mention the youngest girl was four years old. So do you think the father's sitting there shuddering in anticipation? So she's menstruating. Let's go straight to the purity ball. Like, they're waiting years for this? Well, it sounds like this one dude is taking his four-year-old to a banquet that's all about sex. <laughs> Dude, I, I just don't I don't get this. It's like they're warping their child's mind. Why not sit there and teach them sexual education? Be like, hey, listen, kid, if you have kids right now by the age of 14, 15, you're going to end up in the trailer park with like six of them, you know, married to Joe Bob the plumber. Right. But um, the thing is, with these these types of families, these types of super religious families is they don't necessarily not want you to have kids young. They do want you to have kids young. They want you to have a kid as soon as you possibly can be married and have a kid. They want these type of people love it when you know somebody lives in a trailer and their husband's a working man and they got seven kids and they're married and you know just they teach them uh, the creationism. Meek. Yeah, teach them creationism. They're easy to easy to mold Manipulate. their minds. Yeah, but you know what I don't get about this. So okay, so the kids go to this purity ball. They sign the covenant with the father. How long does it last? Does that I mean does it just go till when like they start, you know, they find a suitable husband? Yeah. So it could be like till they're 35 or 40. I didn't hi- maybe I did highlight this part. Oh yeah, here listen to this. In fact, in the parlance of the purity ball folks, one-on-one time with dad is is a date. They call that a date. So they so they're encouraging incest at no, these purity balls. I don't think so. Dude, a date but with you your gotta father? Believe, but you got to believe. I, I just think it's, you know, I understand when fathers have daughters and they don't want, like, young boys coming around and fooling around with them. But this is just taking it to the extreme where you're basically sort of marrying your daughter. And no, you I know? mean, it's, it's like seriously, biblical. Dude. It's like some weird biblical thing. But anyway, so they say that one-on-one, one-on-one time with dad is a date, and the only sanctioned date that a girl can have until she is courted by a man. I think courted basically means the guy saying, I want to He proposes to her, yeah, yeah. pretty much. Um, they find another suitable virgin. So here's a little, here's kind of the detail of the meat of the thing. When it's time for dads and daughters to take the pledge, uh, some informally exchange rings although that's not the standard practice but obviously this is like you're marrying your daughter it's totally creepy so do you think that they uh the father and the evangelical pastor sits there and lifts up the skirt with a speculum to make sure the hymen's still intact they better yeah i mean do you think that's part of the whole like pledge here it's like jesus okay might... we gotta check jesus let's check jesus the hymen. might not be their best friend if uh, the girl isn't really truly pure you know once again i don't mean to point out the obvious here but christians are fucked 
Because Jews would never do this. Jews do some fucked up shit, no, dude. Jews, Next week, I, I'll, we'll, we'll bring an article from the Jews. Okay, no, I know we have sex through a hole in the sheet. I, I know about that. But we never make our kids pledge hymen pledges like this. But I will I will point out that, um, you know, this is like... What this is the type of shit that happens in like Iran and Saudi Arabia, where a girl isn't even allowed to leave the house. She's not even until, allowed to show skin. A lot like, of them, they're not even allowed. You're not allowed to leave the house for anything until you're married, and then you come out of your house and you go to your husband's house, and you're not allowed to leave that house <laughs> till you die. These but, guys, these these hardcore evangelical dads would love that if they could get a, if they could vote. If they could get enough votes in the United States to push that kind of thing through, they would be all over it. Well, I think hence the term Christian Taliban. Because, I mean, it's like if you think about it, the precepts are the same. Like the beliefs are still there. Yeah, but I mean, one guy's worshiping Muhammad. The other guy's worshiping Jesus. But, I mean, the action you know, the, the action's still there. Like, yeah, the, no, I agree. They're this, these are the same type of people. But I do the have mindset. a mindset. But I have, do have a problem with when people go, dude, the United States is just like Iran. Look at this shit. No, because in the United States, we have the 95% of people who are like, this is fucked up. And we don't let, let shit like that you know, go on on a wide scale where everybody has to do it. Dude, the majority of people in this country would look at this and be like, you know, these people are completely fucked. Yeah, they are. And, and they are. But I mean, I don't know, dude. You know, I used to date a girl um, who was a Seventh-day Adventist. I don't even know what that is. Well, that's like that one fucked up religion who the guy predicted the world was going to be destroyed in like 1892. Didn't happen. Then he was like, no, 19, 1930. <laughs> that didn't happen. Then he's like, okay, 1956. But they still <laughs> think the world's going to be destroyed. But anyway, uh, she had to go to a promise. She had to get a promise ring and go to like this camp. Mm. Where it was an abstinence camp where they sit there and indoctrinate you with like abstinence beliefs. Like you can't have sex because if you do, Jesus is going to come and like rip out your uterus. Or something. And so she had to get like a promise ring. Did she want to go though? That's the question. No, she did it because her parents forced her right. to go there. So and she's I'm a normal her... person. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, we weren't married. And yeah, like we had sex many, many times. Good and uh, yeah, dude, I even used her promise ring as a cock ring. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, Was seriously. Was it a pinky ring? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it actually uh, fit perfectly. <laughs> But no, I mean, it's, it's seriously, you know, th these things do happen. I just find this completely just baffling that this can happen in our country in this day and age. But then again, I mean, freedom of religion. Yeah. Freedom of religion. I'm just, I just, it just surprised me that there are people like that out there and, and you know, like a whole family, I could see like a crazy dad, but the daughter going along with it, that just blows my dude, mind. I wonder if George Bush made his kids do this. No way, dude. Those, you chicks, don't think are, so? those chicks are fucking wildcats. Look They're at them. They're hellions. They're just doing They're coke hellions. and getting drunk and fucking dudes. Yeah. You know, they, they I love the Bush are. twins actually. Yeah, dude. They're hot. They're hot. Would they you party. Let, <laughs> would you let them shit on your head to have sex with them? No, they're not that Open hot. mouth? They're not that no, hot. I don't know. Well, anyway, that's uh, very interesting. I don't know. If uh, people out there, if you have ever taken one of these virginity pledges here, please write into us on Sick and Wrong and uh, explain why you would ever do that. I'd also like to hear some shit from, like, because I know there's evangelicals in England, too, or the UK, Scotland, wherever. And I want to, you know, just to point out that Are it's all not— they Protestants there? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, there's I don't know Catholic, how that works. There's Irish Catholics. There's you know Anglicans. But do they do this Calvinists, in, the, in Catholicism? Know. I mean, no. Maybe I don't, Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's yeah. what I want to hear. So, so our Christian fan base, please write in sickwrongpodcast at hotmail dot com and let us know. So uh, this is episode fifty five here of uh, Sick and Wrong, and it's just a day late. Yeah, it's a day late because I apologize for that because of my uh, Michigan trip, but um. Yeah, I, I kind of want to wrap up 
the votes here for uh, episode 54 from last week. So if you recall, I did the article about that 30-year-old dude who is posing as a 12-year-old to try to lure kids into his like little pedophile house. You did an article about the uh, the shock artist who uh, fried his own meatballs oh, in his yeah, fat. Yeah, yeah, no, and a listener sent an article that completely decimated us completely. I mean, this guy destroyed us. Yeah. He sent the article about the Romanian penis-chopping doctor. And so... Male yeah, genital mutilation always, always wins. wins. Always wins. So, um, yeah, I ended up getting about, like, 24 votes. I think you came in with around 38. The listener came in with 118 votes. Wow. I think it's, like, the highest yet. But you know what was, what was funny about it is a lot of people wrote in that I said it was a perfect 10 for a sick and wrong article, but a lot of people wrote in saying it's a 9, 9.5, not a perfect 10 because there's no death. But hey, he wishes dude, he was dead. This guy had his uh, his you know penis reconstructed from the flab in his arm. I think it's a that's a fate worse than death. So I don't know. In my mind, I still think it's a perfect ten. But hey, uh, Richard won the last week, and we're gonna have to send him a sick and wrong care package. So uh, thanks, thanks Richard for sending it in. And yeah, every now and then the listener does win the podcast. Does he like his turds smooth or chunky? I don't know. For the care package. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll have to find out. Maybe, maybe we'll give him a little mixture of both. A sampler? Yeah. I was just going to send him an envelope full of my pubic hair. But uh, hey, who knows? He gave, he, he gave us his address, so we, we can find out. But yeah, for uh, episode 55, we'll see who the winner's going to be. I have a pretty good article. People, as you know, the way Sick and Wrong works, we uh, find who has the most disturbing article of the week. Wackerly, myself, or a listener, the winner gets a case of beer. Or if uh, you're a listener, you'll get a envelope full of my pubic hair but um yeah so uh wackily since i started the show last week i think uh you're up here for episode 55 uh i'm gonna pull the animal card this week God damn it, I hate when you do this. <laughs> awesome. It's just such a cheap ploy for sympathy. Yeah, but I had to do this story, man. Animals, they suffer so much. Because this is uh, this story is about 19-year-old Justin Mulder and his 17-year-old brother, Joshua, who are apparently serial killers in training. Okay, so they started young killing animals. This is completely... Just like Dahmer. This has the stamp of it all over. Just it. like Bundy. This you can't. That, if I was the prosecuting attorney, I would just say... Serial killers in training. I arrest my case. No, seriously, that's all you have to say. Parents, if your kids are mutilating puppies when they're five or six, they're going to be a serial killer. Well, these guys are 19 and 17, so you can't even chalk it up to, like, they didn't understand that the puppy was going to die, that sort of thing, which they sometimes do- you can do with, like, a five-year-old. You know, he didn't know what, what he, what's going on. He doesn't know. They that. know the difference between right and wrong. 17 Cruelty. to 19. Yeah. I don't think they know the touch of a woman. <laughs> I doubt it. They That's the other do. thing that this has screaming all over. They probably pledged their virginity. Well, <laughs> last August, the boys first burglarized and vandalized the community center at their apartment complex. Is there anything in the... Did, you had a community center in your hometown, right? Yeah, no. I Is, think was there anything inside does. it that you wanted to you know, get in there and get? I think they had some <laughs> basketballs, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. You couldn't force me to go there when it was open. Yeah, let alone clothes to break in there. But, hey, maybe they're really bored. What town was this? Uh, this is in Atlanta. Um, the prosecuting attorney said that the boys then used duct tape to bind together the front and back legs of a puppy 
a female puppy. What kind of puppy? A pit bull mix puppy. God, they always torture the pit bulls. Jan, what's a pit bull mix? Uh, the prosecuting attorney Jansen said the teens then put the puppy into a hot oven and left her there, killing her. Broasted. Dude, they baked a puppy? They baked a puppy. Jesus, what the hell is wrong with these kids these the bro- days? <laughs> the brothers then bragged about it and went... A- went- to who? Well, listen. <laughs> they went to the playground and told children to come and look. <laughs> she said the brothers opened the oven door, showed the children what they had done, then threatened... Charred remains of a puppy. Then threatened them if they told anyone, which is why the brothers were charged with cruelty to children and making terroristic threats in addition to the animal cruelty charge and the burglary and vandalism charge. These kids would have been great Nazis. It doesn't say what they threatened the kids with, though. I'd be interested. Probably put them in the oven, right? I imagine that would probably you'll, you'll be, be a, next. Yeah, that probably would be a uh, effective threat. Uh, District Attorney Howard uh, had once offered each brother a deal of ten years in prison. Uh, when they say once offered, they're like they're talking about like last week, um, which the teens rejected. Now, no offers on the table, and here's the here's the catch. So they are pleading innocent, and now they're pleading guilty. But listen to this lawyer speak. The guilty plea is a concession that there is a basis upon which the jury could find him guilty, although he's not admitted guilt to those particular counts. He maintains that he did not put the puppy in the oven, and he was just this is great. This is like a this is like a teenager defense. He maintains that he didn't put the puppy in the oven, and he was just as horrified as the other kids when he walked into the community center and oh my god, there's a puppy in the oven. <laughs> I had no idea. He's like OJ. He's gonna find out who really put that puppy in the oven. There's gonna be a bloody oven mitt. So they're pleading guilty, obviously, to try and get some leniency because they're up against like ten years in prison. Uh, Rightfully so. But they're though. saying we're only pleading guilty because we think the jury would be convinced we were guilty, even though. So we're pleading guilty, but we're really innocent. <laughs> Whatever, dude. I, I, I don't even understand that defense. So they think they think that the judge is going to give them the actual ten years, um, which I kind of hope they do get that seriously. Well, because... listen to here's their defense attorney's final statement. From from the time Justin was arrested, there's been talk from the state that people who commit crimes against animals then become serial killers. Right, no, well, just what I said. Exactly. Well. Put someone in prison for 10 years and see what happens to them then. Prison is not the place to rehabilitate somebody. Hopefully the judge will come up with a sentence that is fair and actually does some good. So, dude, if you keep, these, in the kids, fucking slammer. If you keep these kids out of prison, what's going to happen then? I mean, they, they prey on puppies now. Yeah. You know, I That's mean, the whole thing. seriously. The kid, the, the older brother's 19. He's not a minor. Now, these, these kids need to go to prison. Yeah. They got to learn a lesson. I think so. Oh. Jesus, dude, on the sick and wrong scale... Puppy. Oven. Burned to death. Brought the little five-year-olds from the playground in. It wasn't a human, but you are playing the animal card. I think a lot of our listeners like this, or think the stories are better if it's not a human. No, I I think a lot of people find it sick. Plus, they bound the puppy with duct tape, and you could imagine just the puppy screaming in the oven. I mean, just the... Plus, I bet duct tape just smells bad when it starts to melt in the oven. Well, so does a puppy. I'm sure it doesn't smell too pleasant either. It might smell like a baked ham. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm going to have to give that at least an 8.7. Really? 8.7. I'm going to give it a 9.1. It's not a human. It would be. If they weren't caught, it would be a human in That's five conjecture. years. That's conjecture, <laughs> but I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, I object. We'll, we'll let Objection the, overruled. We'll let the audience vote on that one. <laughs> Thank you.
So, um, all right, let's let's get on here with my story for uh, episode fifty-five. So I found this from a new website that I had never been to. It's called MozNews.com. It's a news from Moscow and news from Russia. It's a Russian website. That's I think I've seen translating that before. to English. Yeah. But um, this story is almost Hitchcockian. <laughs> Just make up that word. <laughs> no, dude, Hitchcockian. Like Alfred Hitchcock could have written something like this in one of his movies. But I kind of just like the way that word sounds. Hitchcockian. Yeah, I it has a Hitchcockian twist. You know, I, I just like to say cock. But um, here, here's the headline. Woman gets, and this is what blows my mind, 11 years for cooking boyfriend and feeding him to guess. Mm. Yeah. Hannibal Lecter style. Right up in the sick and wrong uh, field here. A court in the Russian Internal Republic of, I don't even know how to say this, Bashkortostan. Sounds right to me. I think it's uh, somewhere where uh, Borat's from. Has passed an 11-year sentence to a woman who killed her boyfriend with an axe and then cooked him in a variety of dishes, which she then fed to her guests at a New Year's party. The uh, Komsomala Skaya Pravda Daily reported that the incident took place in the small town of Sterladamak, which I guess is uh, in Russia. Uh, the 44-year-old woman suspected her boyfriend, who is much younger than her, but they don't actually say his age, of unfaithfulness, of infidelity. And in a heated row, she grabbed an axe and hacked him to death. So if you think about this, she must have been a big woman. I think a lot of Russian ladies are just big. And they're all hopped up on vodka. Yeah, I mean, they're just wasted, red-faced, you know, but they, they have the gin blossoms and they just, you know, they're just angry. Yeah. I mean, they're just angry ladies. But I mean, it's like, you know, in uh, in the Borat movie, when you see his wife, she's just like that huge lady and she's just screaming at him. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, it's just like, I think they give Russian ladies a bad, a bad, you know, a bad name because yeah. it, it, we shouldn't stereotype. No, I, I don't want to stereotype it. Some of them are probably hot, like Brigitte Nielsen. Yeah. But we've done articles in the past that, uh, you know, that about Russian ladies that have butchered their husbands. So. I'm I'm wondering, like I'm I'm just inquiring here. Do you think Russian men are timid, and you know, just like smaller in size than their than their their wives? It's possible. Are they attracted to big Russian women? All the evidence points to yes. But it also leads me to believe. Do you ever get those emails when you get those emails from like, "Hi, my name's Petra. I'm from Russia." All the time. Yeah, yeah. all the time. It, it just I wonder, like, do you know anyone that's ever answered one of those emails for a mail order bride? Yeah, I mean, I wonder, like, if you do you get a picture of her, and then you actually see her, and she's just this huge, like, Russian angry woman that's going to hack you up? No, that that doesn't work. They, they want your credit card. Well, you're <laughs> so they send you a picture of a hot blonde chick. Well, you know what's funny? We have a mutual friend. We'll call him Dusty. But Dusty actually answered one of those ads and had a Russian female pen pal, like an email pal for a while. Flew out to Leningrad to go see her. Oh, I do remember. And you remember this? this? Now, and yeah. He said that he had received pictures of her. Like he's been, he had been in like you know communication with her for about a year prior, and he had seen pictures of her. She looked really attractive. He actually flew out there. He said she must have weighed like seventy pounds more than the photo. Was it even the same person in the picture? No, he said didn't look anything like her. Why would he been... be? Why would he be that gullible? <laughs> you know, I have no it's idea. The internet, a picture came through my email. I, I think it's just pure desperation. The guy's just, you know, kind of a tool. Doesn't get laid very often. Right. Went all the way out there, 
And uh, yeah, he met her and was just like horrified. And then he was stuck there for a week in this tiny little shit town like outside of Leningrad and had nothing to do for a week. Well, didn't the family completely monopolize his time, you know, just trying to pressure him into marrying this girl, this big fat girl that wasn't the one from the picture? I think he met her like once and then was just trying to avoid her the whole time. I, I don't know. I don't think anything ever actually came out of this. I don't think they, you know, exchanged fluids. I must be thinking but, of something else. Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, uh, this woman chopped up her uh, younger boyfriend with an axe and hacked him to death. Then the woman flayed and dismembered the body. She threw away the head and used the rest to cook a New Year dinner. Yeah, what are you going to make with a head? Yeah, uh, nothing. A head stew. cheese. She minced some meat and used, in, used the rest in meatballs and dumplings and also made jellied meat out of the hands and feet. She later bartered the jelly meat dish for liquor with her neighbors. You know, at least she's a provider. This you know? story isn't doing much to uh, sell Russian cuisine either. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, have you ever seen it? It all kind of looks like chopped human flesh. Actually, I think I had some once. Have you ever had borscht? No. I've seen it, though. It's like that, that beet soup that they make? Yeah, I know. Dude, that, that, that could be like your liver, and you wouldn't even know. Right. I mean, it doesn't even look like it. This doesn't taste like beets. It tastes like a liver. <laughs> so she bartered this dish for uh, liquor because, you know, they like vodka over there. So when the guests arrived for this New Year's party, the woman treated them to everything she cooked. Meatballs, dumplings, soup, and liver sausage. The people did not know they were eating human flesh. Only one guest noticed that the meat was unusually sweet. But he was told that this was because it was very fresh. You know, I, I just wonder, like, do you think she invited her boyfriend's family over? Now, that would that be would a Hitchcockian, Hitchcockian twist, yeah. And actually had them dine on their own child. Right. I, I don't Just know. Just to get away with it. So when the party was wrapping up, coming to an end, one of the guests happened to look into the refrigerator and found a severed human hand there. He immediately called the police. Police came, and the murderer confessed during the first questioning that she killed her boyfriend. She was going to snack on the hand that night after the party was yeah, over. I, I wonder what other Russian dish she was planning to cook the hand into. <laughs> I don't, uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't even know. Like some kind of vodka Finger punch sandwiches. or something. But um, So they only gave her 11 years for doing this. Yeah, he was probably an asshole. Nobody probably liked him anyways. But dude, it seems like if you're going to commit a crime, like if you're going to commit some kind of dastardly crime like this, you should do it in a place like Russia because you're only going to get 11 years. And you should add a Hitchcockian twist if you're going to do something. Feed your boyfriend to his family. Try and get your story on Sick and Wrong. <laughs> that should so, be your ultimate goal. This almost is a is a perfect sick and wrong story. I mean, it's almost too easy, though, isn't it? It's just like, you know, I mean, she hacked her boyfriend up, chopped him up into dishes, served it to, to yeah. her guests for New Year's. It's kind of rote. I know. It's, it's a little rote. I just like the fact that she didn't just, like, you know, make a roast out of the guy. She made, like, you know, a variety of dishes. I like how she didn't just make one dish and freeze a little bit and make something else the next week. I like how she just did the whole shebang. One yeah. big one blowout. One big, huge uh, feast. Yeah. No, I, I think it was great. So, on the sick or wrong scale, yeah, okay, I guess we've done stories like this. The shock factor's there. There was death. But, I mean, at the same time, it's original because she cooked him into a variety of meals. So, I'm going to say it's a 9.2. Before I score it, I want to know if any of the guests, you know, complained, like, do you have a salad or something? <laughs> Some vegetables <laughs> to go with all these meat dishes? I don't think there are vegetarians in Russia. Yeah, but even people who eat meat, you know, like a little green bean on the side or something. Do you think they, you know, purged after they found out it was human flesh? Did they find out at the end of the party or like the next week? Well, no, it says the party's coming to the end and one of the guys found a severed hand, so it must oh, have ruined right. the whole party. They probably purged just from all the vodka they were drinking. 
<laughs> yeah, they they probably like they were gonna purge anyways. Yeah, they they were gonna puke it up from all that vodka. I'm gonna give it a nine point five. Nine point five. Oh yeah. But you know, it would have scored higher. It just it lacks some originality. Dude, she cooked him into like multiple dishes. I, I just feel like it's. Okay. I just feel like it's something some like hack, you know, twenty year old scriptwriter wrote in Hollywood. Dude, this happened in Russia. Okay, fine, Russia. All right. I gave it a nine point five. Well, we'll, we'll we'll let the listeners vote on this. So we uh, received another article. The final submission here for episode fifty five comes from Rags the Rat. He says, "Hey guys, I hope this makes it onto the podcast. I love your work and love the show." Um, he sends this article. It's actually happened in China. It's a very international show today. You notice yeah. that? We had one from a domestic article from America. We have uh, one from uh, Russia. And now we have one from China. So uh, this is interesting. Uh, you know, I'd never heard of this before, and I was definitely intrigued by it. Ghost brides are murdered to give dead bachelors a wife in the afterlife. How do you I, murder a ghost? Well, that, that's what's interesting. I guess it's a, uh, a, chi- a traditional Chinese belief that holds that the living must tend to the wants and needs of dead relatives who exist in the afterlife. It is believed by some that an unmarried life is incomplete, leading to the practice of Ming Hun, burying single sons with recently dead young women to provide them with a wife in the afterlife. And so what happened here is uh, Chinese police uncovered a ring of gangsters who traded in the bodies of women they murdered, selling them as brides to keep dead bachelors happy in the afterlife. And uh, this whole ring of gangsters have been arrested in China. The arrests have exposed a trade that places a higher value on women when they are dead than when they are alive. So I guess in China, you're not worth that much when you're alive. I mean, there's so many people over there. Well, they don't really respect female children. No. Don't they abort female children so they can have a male child? I've heard that. I think maybe that's one of those stories like how, you know, Jewish people murder babies and, and use and their drink blood, the blood for... But for... only Christian babies. Right. Yeah. It makes us strong. So uh, Yang Dongyan, I love Chinese names, Yang Dongyan, 35 years old, was arrested on uh, January 4th um, as he played cards with his children. In his prison cell, Yang showed little remorse for committing two murders. He told the news, I just wanted to make money. It's a quick way to make money. I was arrested too soon. Otherwise, I had planned to do this business a few more times. So are there any, like, uh, is this a Buddhist belief or something or, or what? Just... Weird. Just a traditional Chinese belief. So, well, I guess my question is: Are there any like religious, uh, you know, people of authority who sanction this stuff? I think it's just something that they they people don't literally it's, act on. Yeah. I think it's something that they've done like figuratively, like we'll maybe get like a you know. But I, I don't know. Apparently, in this article, people do actually act on this. So the men preyed on superstitions of ill-educated farmers eager to ensure that a dead son was happy in the afterlife. It is not uncommon in rural parts of China for a family to seek out the body of a woman who has recently died to be buried alongside their son so that their son will be married you know, in the afterlife. And they'll actually perform so, so, a marriage ceremony for the deceased pair. But it sounds like, so the tradition is if your unmarried son dies, you find another girl who happened to Recently die. Recently died, Happened yeah. to die. And you, you say that they're married. And then you'll marry them while they're dead. Right. You know, they're, they're that, deceased. That is a little bit more acceptable, I guess. Well, so what happened is... Uh, I but guess, these guys are just speeding up the process. <laughs> I guess what, what happens in China is uh, there, there's a trade where a lot of people will buy wives for other people, marry them off, and they'll get paid to find a wife for somebody. So Mr. Yang chanced upon the trade in dead bodies when he paid 800 pounds, 12,000 yuan, for a mentally handicapped woman whose family hoped to marry her off for a price. (laughs) 
I, I don't know how much a retard's going to get in China, but uh, apparently uh, at least 800 are, pounds. Yeah, I guess girls are worth something over there. So the trade in women as wives is a common practice in rural China, which leads me to believe it must be kind of easy to get laid over there. You could just buy one, you know. So Mr. Yang arranged for the woman to stay in a guest house, and uh, he found a man who offered him 666 pounds for her. Kind of an evil figure there. Mr. Yang refused, and then the uh, guy who offered the money to him said she'd be worth much more dead than alive. The next morning, the two men set out across the Yangtze River to meet Old Lee, and he agreed to buy the woman's body for 1,000 pounds instead of 666 pounds to complete, and complete the deal late at night. So the next day, he, they killed the woman, took her body to the taxi, to the bridge, met old Mr. Lee, and uh, he handed over a thousand pounds for her. Mr. Lee took took the body out to the rural provinces of China, sold it for eighteen hundred pounds. Wow! Yeah, price is going up. So, um, some guy, deceased Chinese bachelor over here, and is up some marrying... guy his name, or are you just saying some guy? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> a cream of some young guy. That's his actual name. But no, this deceased bachelor ended up marrying a deceased retard, and uh, yeah, ended up getting a bride for it. So old Lee had made a name for himself in the county by selling clothes to outfit the dead and by handing out cards that offered to help families in need of a spirit marriage. That's what they call it. So they're kind of ghost brides in a sense. I'd like to get your brother's opinion on this story. Because what if you're a gay guy, single, you die, you're like, all right, I'm dead. Well, this is cool. I'm in the afterlife. And now you're saddled with this ball and chain, like, you know. Just disgusting vagina when all you want is like another young another boy. another gay, yeah, Chinese guy to fuck in the afterlife. Now you, yeah, now all eternity you've got this woman hanging around your ass all the time. Yeah, I don't know, man. What, what happens if you get married with this deceased ghost and she's not into bukkake? I think that's Japanese. Oh, whatever, dude. I don't know what they do. I don't know what they <laughs> I'm do. I'm sure the Chinese have their form of bukkake over yeah, there. Yeah, something equally, equally disgusting. So uh, I guess um, these Chinese villagers want young and good-looking dead brides for their sons and regard the family of the girls as in-laws. Please discover that old Mr. Lee paid around 500 pounds, 600 pounds for body and sold it as much as 2,300 pounds. There's a whole racket going here. Buy low, sell high. So yeah, they were killing prostitutes and selling them to these Chinese villagers. And, uh, yeah, police uncovered it, and uh, all of them, all three people involved, are now sentenced for the death penalty. Because in China, they don't mess around. You don't get 11 years. No. If you commit a crime in China, you're dead. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, man. On the sick and wrong scale, you know, they're murdering young women and forcing them to marry dead guys. You know, it's like, here's a deceased bachelor. You're forcing the person to get married. So it's almost insult to injury. It's almost like, you know, you're disparaging the woman even in the afterlife right because what if you know she's marrying some hideous like ugly deceased chinese bachelor do they dig up both bodies and like set them up you know against a put wall, the ring on put the, the finger on and smash the glass probably, dance the horror i don't i don't you know i don't know what they do a hole in the sheet <laughs> yeah i i actually don't know what they do but they do perform a marriage ceremony yeah. with with the uh, two dead bodies so, dude, on the sick and wrong scale, this has various sick and wrong elements. It has murder, it has death, it has, you know, corp- desecration of corpses, in a, in a sense. Um, I'm going to have to give this at least a 9.1. If I I, di- Maybe a 9. If I died and my uh, family got me a ghost bride, I'd want to be buried in the doggy-style position. <laughs> the doggy-style position? Yeah, it's my favorite position. So, wait, you... Being like the girl behind you, or are you on top of no, the girl? No, I don't want to be doggy style. <laughs> Me on top. <laughs> I guess I could see that. 
I wouldn't mind being in like the 69 position. Yeah, but once that ass starts decomposing, you don't want to be down there. <laughs> yeah, but I'm dead, so I'm not going to smell it anyway. So well, what do you give her this? Ass, your ass is in her face, so maybe that. I well, give it a nine. You give it a nine? Yeah, I like it. This is a high-scoring week. It's interesting. It's interesting. It, it definitely has the original aspect of a Sick and Wrong article. Well, we invite the listening audience to vote. Sickandwrongpodcast.com. I think it's going to be close this week. Use our voting system. I think it's going to be a lot closer than last week. That's yeah. for sure. Sick and Wrong is now on SickRadio.com. Well, we got to wrap up the show here. Um, as usual, uh, we tend to get to listener email towards the end of the show. And, uh, you know, we, we had that thought experiment in the last podcast where we were talking about the scat model. And if uh, we, I think we ventured the question, would you let Angelina Jolie shit in your mouth if she would let you fuck her. Yeah, or and, take your pick of whoever famous hot person that you're attracted to. And we to. had, like, I think it was Johnny Depp for the females. Right. The, fe- the female listening audience. So we had a number of people write in. I, I think Wackerly said, yeah, as long as it wasn't open mouth. Yes. And uh, I think I said no. I demurred. Not at all. I, yeah, I, I wasn't down with no getting shit on. No poo anywhere around no the poo. head. So uh, we had a number of listeners respond to this. Uh, Lori... Here said, in answer to your thought experiment, no, no, and no. And I predicted that. No girl would say yes to that. Dude, not only would I not let my sex idol of choice crap on me, I'd not be able to look them square in the TV ever again. (laughs) Though I could probably make some nice money selling my story to the tabloids, you know, if I was that sort of morally deprived person, then again, they wanted to crap on me, so maybe that's fair. Sex isn't worth that, man. Maybe you'll get more girls saying no than boys, which I think is true. I don't know. But if my obsession with Kylie had got so bad that I really had to have sex with her and she said poo or no do, then I'd go and find a lookalike. They're cheaper to hire than the real thing anyway. So she seems to be a little bit of a lesbian. You know, I, I don't know who Kylie is. Kylie Minogue, maybe? I guess. I don't know. It's the only Kylie I know. So Kendra, one of our favorite listeners here, she said, to address the issue discussed in the podcast of whether you'd let someone shit on your face in order to fuck them, first of all, as a woman, I don't consider Johnny Depp to be the epitome of male desirability. Well, we we made the caveat, you know, you could pick who you were talking about. But I find that kind of rare, dude. I think she's an aberration because I think a lot of girls like Johnny Depp. I find that there are the Johnny Depp kind of girls, and then there are the Brad Pitt type of girls, and there are two different types of girls. Dude, almost all the girls I've dated recently, we have like a Johnny Depp clause in our relationship, as if this would ever happen, like some weird hypothetical situation. If Johnny Depp was going to like fuck them, I'd have to be like, yeah, that's all right. But you always date the same type of girl, though. Yeah, they all like Johnny Depp, though. Right. I mean, dude, I'd say but, majority but you don't of girls date every like Johnny girl. Depp. <laughs> the majority of girls that you date, it's a small niche of girls that will actually date your Jewish, I think tattooed, bushy-headed <laughs> ass. So Kendra says she doesn't find Johnny Depp to be the epitome of male desirability. Which man do I think fits the bill? Off the top of my head, it's hard to say. Not Brad Pitt, as many women would vigorously concur. Perhaps Gail Garcia Bernal. Who's that dude? Is that That's the, the guy from Amore's uh, Paris? Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Um, or so there's a certain type of girl who likes that, you know, ethnic guy, you know, hot-blooded Latino. But she also says Edward Norton in American History X specifically. So maybe <laughs> she's into skinheads. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. In general, I find women more irresistible than men. So my choice would be Mandy Moore or Dita Von Teese. If I have the option of letting Dita evacuate her bowels on my face in exchange for fucking her, especially if I could do her from behind with a strap on, I would most certainly concur. Well, girl poo is more attractive on the you know general scale of the universe than guy poo. So it's still shit, but I I think I agree with you. Yeah, I, I would rather have a girl shit on me than a dude. Uh, maybe Ron Jeremy, <laughs> but uh, so only because most of it would be caught in the hair and would never make it to your face. <laughs> so Mark says. I might let her shit on my face. Angelina Jolie is, I think he's referring to. If it ended up in a shower and some serious sex, but definitely not in my mouth. And that was the uh, the consensus amongst dudes. A lot of dudes were like, as long as it's not in my mouth, I'd let her shit on my head if I could fuck Angelina Jolie. So I think what we've determined is we've determined the difference between somebody like Pretty Lisa, who is a bona fide scat person. Yeah, that was scat the uh, scat actress, model. Scat, she loves the scat. And just normal people. It's the it's the in the mouth thing that really determines it. I think that's the factor. That's the deciding factor here. So finally, John here says, "Well, I can't say I'd really be into getting shit on, either open or closed mouthed. I've done the thought experiment, even using my top actress fantasy woman like Kate Winslet, and I just can't go that distance. No. Now maybe watching Kate Winslet is an odd choice, by the way. I don't want to get into it, but I think she's attractive. You don't think she's attractive? She is, but I wouldn't put her in the top." five people that it's going to shit on me dude i would probably put her in my top five all right i don't maybe know I, maybe it's me <laughs> but, yeah but dude you you would have where, where would christina ricci be i'm over her <laughs> her so, head is way <laughs> bit too big for her body at this point and yeah, she's but just you, weird but picture her feces weird so he says uh maybe watching kate winslet crap on some other willing fuck might be a turn on but it would probably depend on what else happens probably let her pee on me though yeah, I could get there. Yeah, P is nothing. Anyway, he says the discussion reminded me of some over-the-top panels from the late, great webcomic Sexy Losers, and he attached the uh, the uh, comic strip, so we should post it on the website. Yeah, I know that comic. That's a good comic. Sexy I never, I'd never heard of it. Is it local? No, it's not local, but it's very perverted. Every single strip is about sexual deviancy. And it's actually pretty funny, which Dude, is rare for a well, webcomic. It actually kind of had a hot chick that wanted to shit on her boyfriend in right. the comic. And yeah. uh, I think she kind of tricked him into shitting on him. So, yeah, we should post that on the website. So thanks, John, for sending that in. And I'd like to thank everybody for emailing us um, their opinions here about getting shit on. Because it definitely wrapped it up. Finally, uh, one one last order of business here. So we've mentioned this podcast in the past from The Ville. They're um, former high school classmates of mine. And they do a podcast about uh, Essexville, Michigan, which is where I went to high school. And we've mentioned near where them, I grew up. Yeah, which is near Midland, where uh, Wackerly's from. And uh, we we've mentioned their podcast here on the show. And uh, I like their podcast. I think they're. I think it's really funny. And uh, you know, it, it's it also you know, as I mentioned before, gives a good glimpse of uh, Mid Michigan where we grew up. Yeah, and they do a lot of sick shit, so it's it's uh, you know related to our show. What cracked me up recently, I noticed that they had like some kind of as a competition or what exactly it was, but people were emailing pictures of their turds and yeah, they were posting great. it on their website. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it was uh, kind of disturbing I think, though. I think one of the one of the hosts of the show is Steel, and they've got a bunch of pictures of shit. 
And I think 90% of the shits are steals. <laughs> so you think Steele just takes pictures of his shit and posts on the site? No, he said that in the podcast. <laughs> he just it's, This is his hobby before they started posting it on the website. He used to do this back in high school, but back then he had to use film. Now he has a camera phone developed. where you can yeah. just uh, email it immediately while the smell is still wafting into your nose. Instant shit gratification. I'm sure Steele's in like seventh heaven about that. Right. But anyway, um, so these guys were ranked above us on Podcast Alley, which I didn't even realize because he, he had mentioned that they're like a top 10 podcast. And I never really even thought about what do, what do they mean? top 10 podcasts top well 10 I, I, I noticed because podcast alley has a listing of all the podcasts and i never saw them in the top 10 so i didn't know what i thought they were just you know making it up for but shits we're and nowhere giggles. near the top 10 i mean it's no. like it's you know it's all those like keith and the girl and all those like guy and harry their, potter podcasts but it's like the guy and their fat wife or whatever girlfriend and they they do their their show and those are like the top ranked shows so i never really thought about it but then i got this email because i'm on the from the ville email list it says now listen to this. Normally, we do not like to send out more than one email per month, but something has happened that requires your action now. Our main nemesis, The Sick and Wrong Show, Whoa. has passed us in the comedy rankings at Podcast Alley. We have fallen to number 12 while they have moved to number 11. If you have already voted for January, we'd like to thank you. If not, please support us with your vote because we can't let them win. Thank you for your support, Martin and Steele. So and some saw, people started to vote for us. Well, yeah. So I saw this and I was like, what? What are they talking about? So I went and checked it out. And yeah, we were actually beating them on Podcast Alley. We didn't even know about this. So then they sent out this email and they were beating us. So I was like, all right, dude. You know, I'll, I rarely ever send out emails to friends, you know, to vote for us. Right. It's, it's usually people, you know, that lis- listeners that listen to the show on a regular basis. But, but that email from Martin is a call to arms. <laughs> yeah, it was a call to arms because I was like nemesis. I, I didn't even know that we were nemesis. Right. <laughs> I mean, this was all news to me. So I was like, okay, I can play this game. So I sent out an email to like, I don't know, like 60 people or something. And uh, not to mention all our fans that, that vote on a regular basis. And dude, we totally killed them. I mean, we had like 60 votes. So what number did we end up at? I think we ended up at like uh, number 44, but on the comedy rankings, we were like number nine. Yeah, I didn't understand there was a sub-ranking of just comedy podcasts. So the reason I'm, 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 I'm discussing this here on the show is I'd like to thank everyone out there for voting on Podcast Alley because you guys really pulled through and I didn't even know, unbeknownst to me, that... That we ended up beating them right. for the month of January. So in February, go to Podcast Alley, give us a vote, and we can continually beat from the Ville. Well, and I'd like to point out something else. So being number nine in the comedy rankings, we ended up number forty-nine when I just looked in the all all the podcast rankings. How many podcasts are on that site? I don't know, but I would like to point out <laughs> it's not it's not just about beating from the Ville anymore because number forty-eight, Matt's Today in History. <laughs> Matt's today in history here's beat a des- us. Here's a description. History is happening all around you, and what happens today will have an effect on people not yet born. Find out what caused the world you live in. Listen to Matt's Today in History. We gotta beat if that we guy. Can't beat this we gotta Matt beat guy, that guy. <laughs> I'll feel really bad. And number fifty, the one right behind us that we have to watch out for. Catholic Insider. <laughs> oh Jesus. Okay, dude. We have to keep beating Catholic Insider. You know, I I love From the Ville. And, it, you know, it's like it was, you know, happenstance that we beat them this month, but we have to beat Catholic Insider. Yeah. February is a whole That's new month. That's our nemesis, yeah. Catholic Insider. I would, but, hey, I would feel good about beating Matt's today in history if that's at all possible. Yeah, that'd be great. But, hey, I'd like to thank everyone out there for voting for us and keep voting for us. You can go to our website and you can vote for uh, Podcast Alley right from there. 
But um, yeah, that, that about does it here for uh, episode 55. Make sure you stay tuned next week. We'll post that webcomic so you can check it out. It has, uh, yeah, uh, the chick's kind of hot in that webcomic. So uh, yeah, thanks for voting and uh, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll be back next week with uh, episode 56. Till then, take it sleazy. Am I the fat girlfriend or are you the fat girlfriend? I think you'd be the fat girlfriend. All right, good night. I'm